Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Tuesday, March 28th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So reports emerged that the grand jury did not vote yesterday on whether to indict Trump. This after hearing testimony from David Pecker. And who is he? Well, he he was the CEO. Do it without laughing, Casey. I, I'm Casey really was trying. Casey is so immature. She was just <laughs> laughing like a schoolgirl before we went on the air. And I was like, Casey, we have a very professional mm-hmm. broadcast to do. Mm-hmm. We are heard from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between. We have tens of thousands of listeners every single hour. Thousands of people streaming the show. Uh, and she could not stop laughing. I don't know why. The guy's legitimate name is David Pecker. <laughs> well, I couldn't just call him by his last name, so we had to look up. What's his first name? we got to get the whole name in there. Thank you for busting me on that, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so he's the former CEO of American Media Inc., which publishes The Star, The Globe, The National Enquirer, and The Weekly World News. And it's being said that he was, he was playing favoritism towards Trump, and he was burying unfavorable stories in those publications when he was the head publisher. You mean media (laughs) outlets have favorites and political tilts and run stories based on those things? Mm -hmm. Well, that would never happen somewhere like MSNBC Mm -hmm. or CNN or the New York Times or the Washington Post. You don't say, huh? I'm so glad that the Alvin Bragg grand jury mm-hmm. has brought this very pressing, pertinent information to life. Okay, so they're expected to reconvene tomorrow. But my question is, is Bragg having trouble convincing the grand jury to indict? Well, the Are case- they going to pull more witnesses? The they ca- need more. The case is ridiculous. And now you don't know who's on that grand jury. It's a very low bar to get an indictment. But the whole case is completely ridiculous. But it is proved, just like the Duke Lacrosse case years and years ago, that if you have somebody who wants to do something in the justice system, they can pull as many strings as necessary and they can go to the ends of the earth to make something happen Mm -hmm. the justice system the entire system by which we are our society is based on is justice being blind and good and noble people not partisan people being in these positions especially that involve the law whether it is judges or prosecutors or or certainly jury members or whatever but as we've seen many many times that not only doesn't always happen it often doesn't happen and thus we are going to the ends of the earth to try to jam a square peg into a round hole, including bringing Pecker in to talk about Trump. <laughs> Stop laughing, Casey. This is serious stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, so remember when Trump had that rally the other day? Yeah. And uh, what was it, Waco, Texas? Yes. yes. Uh, he actually talked about um, this form of justice or lack of justice or however you want to describe it and uh, called it Stalinist Russia. Weaponization of law enforcement against their political opponent is something straight out of the Stalinist Russian horror show. Prosecutorial misconduct is their new tool, and they are willing to use it at levels never seen before 
in our country. We've had it, but we've never had it like this. We must stop them and we must not allow them to go through another election where they have yet another tool in their toolkit. You will be vindicated and proud, and the thugs and criminals who are corrupting our justice system will be defeated, discredited, and totally disgraced. That's what's happening. Okay. Oh, I'd say that's a pretty accurate assessment of what's going on. Yeah, two-tier justice system. <laughs> One set of rules for you, a different set of rules for Donald Trump. And I think a lot of uh, people can agree that it's a witch hunt against him, and it has been for quite a while. Casey, before we move off of this, mm-hmm. and this is a very serious thing, obviously. I'm it's a grand sure. jury. It's an official mm-hmm. court hearing. Mm-hmm. It's the rule of laws at stake as Trump has laid out what's on the line here. Do you believe... Pecker's testimony did damage to Trump. <laughs> no, Thank I don't. You. It was a very simple question. I don't know why everything is funny to you today. You just wanted to say his name again. I, that is his name, Casey. I know it's That is his, his name. real name. Let's talk about Brian Kilmeade. What's yes. going on with him? <laughs> okay, so remember yesterday, <laughs> and it, we were talking about the Trump rallies, and do the Trump rallies are they bringing any new people into the process or are they just reaffirming the beliefs of the people who are already in the camp? And if that's the case, and they really aren't doing any good and the things that were taking place at the rallies where you've got Ted Nugent implying that Zelensky is some homosexual weirdo, I think was his description. Mm -hmm. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene up there. You got Trump rambling on all sorts of different things. Flying in on his Trump Force One with the danger zone playing in the background. Right, and we talked about how there are a large group of people in this country who I think are very open to voting, not only Republican, but conservative, but they just, they cannot tolerate this Trump shenanigans and sideshow mm-hmm. and Brian Kilmeade who is part of Fox News he's the Fox and Friends he's been around a long time mm-hmm. Trump used to say really nice things about Fox I don't think he likes them anymore but he kind of said the same thing that we have been talking about which is circus sideshow right Republicans can win on the issues but Trump wants to talk about a lot of times everything but the issues that people actually care about mm-hmm let me tell you what I would have done to SVG. Let me tell you what I would have done over in um, to Syria if they if we our guys got hit uh, for the 74th time uh, and twice in two days. He does that or other candidates do that. They're going to be unbelievably successful because that's going to be the conversation at the kitchen table. Instead, the president of the United States, uh, the former president of the United States, opened up with January 6th video, which is insane. He should be running from that period. I don't care his point of view. That is not a good thing for him. I thought that was absolutely awful. Even though he is winning in the polls, that will not help. Okay, so he said a January 6th video. So he opened his rally with a song, and it's the J6 Prison Choir is what they're calling it, and it's called Justice for All. It actually ranked number eight on the Apple Music chart on Monday. So that's what Brian Kilmeade is referring to, which he's calling insane, that he would open his rally to that. But he also said that 80% of the time, Trump is complaining about court cases, and instead he should just be looking at his own record and what he's done and what he could do. Yeah, absolutely. He should be talking about the things that are going on in the country and how he's going to solve the problems and the things that relate to the most amount of people. On this issue, I will fill in the blank. On that issue, I will fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. He spends so much time 
focused on things that do not actually move the needle for people. Now, I think him talking about the brag stuff to a certain extent is fair game because that is an issue to say to the American people, look, if they can do it to me, they will do it to you. They are doing it to you. They are doing it to other people. There are all sorts of, you know, whatever. That's fine. But when, again, you've got Ted Nugent up there. There are a lot of, look, as much as weird as we think it is, there are a lot of Republican voters who are still totally in in the camp on Ukraine. They're still totally believe in the Ukraine cause. I think that's insane, but they are. And when you start saying things like Zelensky's a homosexual weirdo, well, that just needlessly alienates Mm -hmm. people who otherwise might be in your camp. It, and then it comes back to, does Trump want to be an entertainer, which he's very good at? He's an incredibly, incredibly captivating person. Or does he want to be a guy who's running for president of the United States? You have to pick one. Somebody told me this years ago when I was thinking about running for another office, and I decided ultimately to come back to radio. And it's so true. This you can be a pundit, pundit or a politician. Right. You can't be both. Talking about other people seemed like way more fun than being talked about. So I chose to do this. Mm-hmm. Trump seems to want to be both things. And it just from a sheer connection with voters perspective does not work mm-hmm. so it's it's very much like you can either be a platform and, or a publisher you got to pick one and it comes back to for the people who go well he got elected the first time mm-hmm. he got elected the first time because he ran against the most unlikable person in the united states i'm sorry if you don't want to accept that but polling data exit data all of this and the last election bears it out that a huge group of people especially in those swing states voted for donald trump because they hated Hillary Clinton, because the country simply said, we will not let the Clintons run this country again. Mm-hmm. And it amazes me that there are so many people who are otherwise reasonably intelligent people who cannot get that through their skull that Trump won because he ran against a person who was despised by the American people. So you're saying a lot of people were voting against Hillary, not for I Trump. Guess. Yeah. Of course, there were tens of millions of people who voted for Donald Trump. I'm not disputing that. But the votes that made the difference, mm-hmm. as the last election showed and then the most recent election showed, because they pivoted back to being Democrat voters, they just didn't want Hillary. So he's got his base and then the anti-Clinton group, which he brought over. Can he bring over an anti-Biden group this time? I don't know. I, but are you really want to bank on that or do you want to actually go out and earn the votes? Why would you needlessly alienate when you know the election is going to be super close one way or another? Why would you needlessly alienate a group of people who you absolutely need to win the election? And the tr- always Trump people can hate me mm-hmm. and they can turn the radio off. We know you'll be back tomorrow. It doesn't matter anyway. But that's the reality. That is the why reality bothers you so much is beyond me. Now, do you think that Trump did something illegal? There's a new poll out and we've got those results and the answer to that question coming up. Plus trending stories on the way from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. And I had a lover. 21 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I think Kev really wants to go to that Jackson Brown concert at the Brown County 
Is it a pavilion? Your bromance date. Is that what it is? I think it's an amphitheater. Amphitheater. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious. You kind of piqued my interest. Sometime in June. Now, last year I was deprived of going to that concert because I... <laughs> was on your honeymoon I, instead? Yes, I made an egregious mistake and scheduled my honeymoon around uh, mm-hmm. during the Jackson concert. <laughs> well, next time you get married, you'll know better. <laughs> There's not going to be another time, Casey. <laughs> Let's hope not. Fingers crossed. Trending this morning, Orlando Bloom. He is the latest celebrity to pay homage to Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine. And can we just talk about this for a second, the list of celebrities who have been to Ukraine? I would just like to point this out for everybody. What does that mean to pay homage to? What did, like, right. did he do a song? Did he do a social media post? He went and hung out with him. Oh. He went was to Ukraine. His, was his uh, baby mama there with him? No, it was just him by himself. Well, but then, that's interesting. He he did go on that trip alone. So, let's see. Bono, Angelina Jolie, Sean Penn, David Letterman, Ben Stiller, Jessica Chastain, Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> Liev Schreiber, singer Ellie Goulding, Richard Branson, Bear Grylls, and also NASA astronaut Scott Kelly. They've all been there. Is that the new virtue signal? Well, it, you, to point you, out how special you are that you're going to fly over to Ukraine and, and visit with Zelensky. Point. Yeah, I think that's a great point. By the way, if I'm okay, you be you be Orlando Bloom. <laughs> I'm going to be Zelensky, and I thought you, you're going to be Katy Perry. You, no, no, no. You be Orlando Bloom. <laughs> We're going to role play live on the air here. Oh, I'll okay. be Zelensky. You be Orlando Bloom. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, this is Zelensky. Hey, it's Orlando. Who? Orlando Bloom, Pirates of the Caribbean, famous movie star, Hollywood. Oh, oh, hey, yeah, you're married or had the baby with Katy Perry. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, Yeah. she's my girl. What's up, bro? I was thinking about coming to hang with you. Is that cool? Oh, you want to come see me? Yeah. Is it just you? Yeah. Yeah, no thanks, not interested. (laughs) That's not how that went. (laughs) That's not how it went at all. No, it's not how that went. Also trending this morning, Tommy Tuberville. Okay, so this is the Alabama GOP senator. He's the former coach. Who did he coach for? Ole Miss? Auburn. And Auburn. He underachieved at multiple uh, areas, which is why he's not currently a coach and is now a senator. Yeah. Well, here he is talking with a Biden regime witness about teaching Navy soldiers about diversity training and how this... This training goes against many midshipmen's beliefs, labeling Christians as abnormal. You know, mainstream media means normal. So the Navy is implying here that conservative religious people are abnormal. Kind of concerns me. Mr. Raven, 65% of the American population identifies Christian. And another 4% of Americans are Jewish, Muslim, or Hindu. Uh, The vast majority in this country the Navy's recruiting pool is religious. The Navy's spending millions of man hours on a training that blatantly calls many of its service members abnormal, and then being surprised that recruiting numbers are down would be like a college football coach walking to a recruiting house and calling mom's wallpaper ugly. Finally trending, the Camaro. Oh, no. General Motors retiring the Camaro. At the end of next year, they're going to shift to all electric lineup by 2035. So the the general manager of uh, GM said that the last one is going to come off the Lansing Grand River assembly plant in January next year. And then the vice president said they don't know if they're going to replace the muscle car. But this is possibly the end of the Camaro. I was having this conversation yesterday with someone, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about things that were, Mm -hmm. that are no more. Yeah. 
And when things that were are no more, they disappear from the conversation lexicon. Mm -hmm. And then other than the people who still revere or honor or understand the importance of understanding what was before it basically the thing whatever it is the idea etc it just disappears Mm -hmm. and if you want to change a society you take the things that were special and were important and you make them disappear and you can chuckle at that all you want oh it's just a car but there's a lot of things that were just a whatever mm-hmm. who in the, over the past several years have just gone away. Well, Mexican pizza is a great example oh, of that. Oh, stop. No, for real, because that was a menu item that was very popular. They took it away. People missed it. You're going to compare- They took it for granted. The Camaro so to a Mexican for, pizza. Absolutely not. You're going to stay with- I love the Camaro. It does have a really long nose, though. I, I test drove a Camaro quite a few times, and I was a little too short- to get over that long nose in the front, but fun to drive. You're going to legitimately, with a straight face, compare the Mexican pizza to a Camaro. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just giving another example of what you were saying. All right, so when we come back, Mm -hmm. there was a big bill that cleared the Senate yesterday, which essentially bans parents from chopping or growing things on their kids. Yes. And so it is now in front of Lockdown McGee, and we all know he's probably over there, our liberal governor. Sweating. Sweating bullets on whether he has to, he's going to sign this thing or not. Mm-hmm. Micah will join us next to discuss how, on one hand, the legislature could pass this good bill that says parents cannot chop or grow things on their minor children. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're going to say, D- say DCS can still take your kid away from you if you don't support their transitioning. We'll, we'll try to make sense of all of this. It's on the way from 93 WIBC. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Take me to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline, the conservative voice of the state of Indiana. Micah Beckwith joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline. All right, Beckwith, we got a big problem, and the problem is that Abdul is reporting that if indeed silent Suzanne Crouch is the nominee for governor on the Republican side, she's going to pick Greg Pence, which means it is now your patriotic and constitutional duty to declare <laughs> right now you are running for lieutenant governor to stop Greg Greg Pence, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm not going to declare anything right now, but I will. I will say this. I will say this. I, I've uh, I've talked to some people who are kind of close to Suzanne, and and uh, and I, I don't know if if that's really the case. I mean, I think Suzanne is a lot more independently minded than people give her credit for. Really? And if I, I think so, I really <laughs> think so. Now the question will be. Can she break away from the moderate voices that are in her camp right now? She's got the moderates pulling her back to the middle, the, the establishment saying, hey, just do what what the status quo is. Um, I, I think she's going to break out of that, though. I think I think I do. Just my conversations with her, I'm like, I think she's got a fighter in her. And, uh, and so whether or not she's really looking at Greg, I don't know. Uh, but I would also say this. If Greg – I mean, Greg Pence is – listen, I, I think – I think Hoosiers are looking for solid, bold leadership. And I, I, I think Greg's a nice guy, but what has he done? I mean, my question is, where, where has he been the last, you know, three, four years in Congress? Is he a fighter? I don't think he's a fighter. I remember he, we were talking to him about um, 
uh, standing up for for soldiers and and veterans who are going to be dishonorably discharged for rejecting the COVID vaccine. And the bill that will that will let it discharged honorably. And we were, we were saying the parents of military members in the room, and they were calling them out. They said they shouldn't get discharged. Period. Why are you not getting in there fighting for them? They want to serve their country. And I just remember that, and I'm like, gosh, we need a fighter. And I don't think. I don't think Greg is that fighter personally. He might be a great guy, but I just we need we need fighters to stand up and push back against the status quo. All right, Micah, the big deal now, the House and Senate have sent a bill to Holcomb, which says basically you can't chop or grow anything on your kid. The kid <laughs> is what the kid is until the kid wants to be an adult and make the chopping and growing decision himself. Mm-hmm. I picture Holcomb's just sweating buckets down there in his office right now because he's got to make a big choice whether to sign this bill or not i i think he's gonna probably veto this bill what say you if he vetoes the bill it's just the nail in the coffin on his legacy i think he's saying i'm a moderate i'm a rhino i don't care about true constitutional protections life liberty and the pursuit of happiness why would you ever in a million years think it's okay to ruin a child's life that way and uh and and I, I think he's in, beholden to the teachers' unions. I think that's why I think that's why he's probably sweating bullets is because I think he made a deal with the teachers' unions in 2020. If you remember, they did not come out and endorse anybody, and they're always Democrat. Teachers' unions are are as Democrat as they come, and the teachers' union stayed out of the 2020 Democratic race. And I think there was a deal that was made, and I think he was behold. I think he's beholden to the teachers' union, and they're saying, "No, we want to be able to mutilate children. We want to be able to warp their minds and indoctrinate them, and we want to, they, they're the state's property, not the parents' uh, responsibility." So. So anyway, that's that's what I think is going on probably behind closed doors. All right. Well, last year he vetoed the bill that barred female transgender athletes from playing with their peers, right? Yep. So yep. what do you think? Is he going to sign this one? If you are a betting man, what are the odds of this latest one? Well, I think he's probably going to sign it because I don't think he – I, I think he, he he knows there will be a huge, huge fight on his hands if he wants if he vetoes this. If he even comes close to thinking about vetoing this, and and I don't think Holcomb's a fighter. I, I think he I think he is the uh, path of least resistance is, is his uh, is his mo. And so if if he does this, he is basically saying I am a leftist as left as they come. And I think the the legislature will probably find a little bit of courage to stand up to him if he does it. They did it last year with the women's sports bill. Um, and it was a big win for the legislature. I think it, it propped up people like, uh, you know, Speaker Todd Houston. It propped up some of our, our legislative uh, leaders. And they, they look like the fighters and the, and the true conservatives. And while, while Holcomb was, was, you know, pinned as the leftist, uh, you know, just rhino in the governor's office. So, so I think that's, I, I don't think he'll veto it personally, just because I, I don't think he wants to fight. Uh, Michael Beck with our guest. We're talking about the bill that has cleared the house and the Senate, basically a trans ban of sorts for children. And uh, again, we believe here on the Kendall and Casey show, the chopping and growing should be left to the adults. We think that's a good thing. Now the question is, will the governor sign it? I do have one question though, Beck with, and these are your friends. So maybe you can decipher what the, what, when is going on in their mind so they did pass this bill that says children cannot be mutilated uh, until they're adults and then they can make that choice which is great however they also refused to hear a bill in the senate and we talked about this with you i think a couple weeks ago after it passed the house which said 
parents could not have their kids taken away from them by DCS if they don't support transitioning. So on one hand, you have a bill that says you can't transition the kid, but then on the other hand, we won't pass a bill that says DCS can't take your kid if you don't support transitioning, and that doesn't pass. What are they doing? It just doesn't make any sense. Do they even know what they're doing? Well, I think they're Republicans, uh, and and I'll kind of throw the same uh, the same thing on them as I said about Holcomb. Sometimes they they avoid the fight. Sometimes they say, "We only have so much fight in us for this session. We need to pick our battles very wisely." And I, I to which I say, it's like, no, fight, fight everywhere you can, fight every front there is. I mean, you do what's right and only do what's right and never back down. And uh, and to your point, that that bill is a great bill. It would keep children in the hands of parents if parents say hey listen we don't affirm you in your identity i mean would we do this if a kid wanted to be a pirate and they said hey mom and dad i'm gonna i want my eye to be plucked out i want my leg to be cut off give me a stump leg Mm -hmm. and i want to be a pirate when i'm i wanted to be a pirate when i was 13 years old i'm glad my parents had the wisdom and foresight to say son we love you but you're not a pirate (laughs) and and you know and and, and Mm -hmm. dcs would have come in and taken them and said you're not affirming this this boy's identity he really believes he's a pirate we would say that's laughable, but here we are in 2023 with the same thing happening. And so Republicans just need to fight. They just need to stand up and tell the woke leftists, who are a small minority in Indiana, by the way. It is not the majority. The majority of Hoosiers overwhelmingly believe these bills are good bills. And uh, and so we just need strong, bold fighters to say, no, we want it all, and we're going to get it all this session. Micah, I want to ask you, on the heels of what happened in Nashville, a lot of people are saying now that the transgender movement is really a mental illness movement, or a, a mental illness situation, yeah. rather. Uh, what do you think of that? A hundred percent. I agree with that. It, it is mental illness. It's, And you know what? Up until about five, ten years ago, even uh, medical professionals overwhelmingly, unanimously, we're saying transgenderism is a mental illness. Someone believes they are something that biologically they are not. And what we saw yesterday just is heartbreaking. Uh, it, it, it is that I, I hate I hate seeing that. And uh, but but we have to recognize we're, this is demonic confusion. Uh, you know, the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. The devil is the author of confusion. When people are confused, like this woman was, uh, they do wicked things like what she did yesterday. And we have to be a society that goes back to objective truth. This is God's truth is the truth. And we're not going to give we're not going to give o- o- ourselves over to confusion just because it's politically correct to do so. And uh, and so but what you saw yesterday was the fruit of confusion from the transgender movement, without a doubt. Uh, before we let you go, you're in Washington, D.C. What are you doing there? Yeah, so... Again, uh, you're we, always somewhere. You're everywhere but where you live. <laughs> no, no, listen, we got work to do, man. This is uh, coming out, bringing the Spirit of the Lord to Washington, D.C., and, and the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and we need liberty now in our nation big time. And uh, But we're, I'm out here with about 80 pastors from around the country, uh, with an organization called Faith Wins. It's my friend Chad Connolly. He used to be the South Carolina uh, Republican chairman, and uh, he started an organization a few years ago called, called Faith Wins, and they, it's all about organizing pastors to get engaged, and, and they have a huge uh, win under their belt. They, they were instrumental in getting Glenn Youngkin elected in Virginia uh, a year and a half ago, and it, it was all because pastors got their church members to go and work the polls, and they did voter registration within churches and that and even Yunkin, Glenn Yunkin has attributed his win 
in Virginia to Faith Wins and the pastors getting involved. If they, if they wouldn't have done that, Youngkin would have lost. And so that's what he's training pastors around the country to do. And so at Life Church in, in Indiana, we're, 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 in the, we're in this battle. We're not backing down. We're getting people registered to vote. We're saying get out and vote for godly men and women. And uh, we're taking back our country locally. All right, Pastor Micah Beckwith, thank you as always. Have a safe trip and uh, try to avoid the toxin that is Washington, D.C. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, Casey, when we come back, some, well, you'll be very surprised by this, ridiculous audio from Kamala (laughs) and Biden. It's time to play What in the World Are They Saying? We'll do that next with 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Kamala Harris, the vice president, is on a trip. It's her first time going there since she's been in office. She is in Africa, and the goal is nothing less than resetting the relations between the United States and the countries that she is scheduled to visit while she's there. Of course, the Biden administration is fearful that China has gained a huge economic foothold on the continent, and she's trying to not only loosen that grip, but also encourage more American businesses to invest in African nations. She is the fifth Biden administration official to visit Africa this year. But while she was there, she's been giving a lot of speeches. Yes. Bob. Well, and that's that's where uh, that's where you would want Kamala Harris is out and about giving speeches because, well, she is an incredible wordsmith, a clearly very brilliant, fertile mind mm-hmm. with a level of intellect and ability to understand and then articulate difficult to understand things, the likes of very few in this country have ever mastered. And well, here, Casey, uh, we were very uh, fortunate that uh, she said, um, well, she said that Americans are recovering Mm -hmm. from high prices and she gave credit for the administration. Mm -hmm. Well, now some of us- The measures they've taken. Well, yes, some of us were sitting around thinking for the past year, hey, wow, there really wasn't inflation before Biden got in office. And then there was record inflation when Biden was in office. And so some of us had been silly enough to lay a lot of blame for the inflation on Biden. But as Mm -hmm. Kamala very clearly articulates here, the inflation is better because of Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the the Russia's war uh, again unprovoked in Ukraine, uh, there have been a number of impacts globally and to the United States included. Uh, in particular, as it relates to uh, the, the prevalence of our ability to have access to certain foods and, and grain, in particular globally, has been a big issue. So we have seen a spike in the cost of food, for example. And it is something that we are addressing. We saw inflated um, prices in terms of gas, um, which which exacted a pretty significant toll on American families. We are now recovering because of some of the measures that our administration has taken to, to bring down the cost to American families. 
Okay. So let's be clear. Inflation was at 1.4% and gas was about 239 when Biden took office. Yes. And today, uh-huh. March 28th, yes. inflation is at 6% mm-hmm. and gas is averaging 343 a gallon. Yes, that's correct. But we're recovering. Yeah, what aren't you understanding? I just want to make sure I, I got it. Yeah, no, you're totally on board. That's right. What questions do you have about any of that, Casey? It seems pretty <laughs> straightforward to me. Well, why would I have any questions he, about that? Here's the bigger question, though, because she's a moron, and she doesn't know anything about anything, and she's reading whatever's on a prompter. Why does no one push back on this? Why does no one just simply say, ma'am, can you explain to me, just read the information that you just read and said, ma'am, if indeed you are solving inflation, can you explain the following things? Mm -hmm. Why does no one do that? It happens all the time. They never ask the question, the follow-up. They'll ask the one question, they'll get the standard answer, and then just move on. Where's the follow-up question? She also, when she was there, she mentioned something about Mother Earth. Oh. (laughs) I thought, isn't that a, don't you mean birthing person Earth? (laughs) Kamala, isn't that what you say? Uh, By the way, speaking of her and her speeches and her messaging, she has hired a new aide, Stephanie Young. This uh, new senior advisor is supposed to focus on messaging and outreach. So maybe somebody realized, oh, we really need some help in this department. We better get someone in here stat. Isn't it amazing the amount of jobs that are actually in the government where you're like, person is in this case the person is getting paid to focus on messaging Mm -hmm. you're telling me that this is a person who has risen to the level of the second most powerful person in a country of 330 million people and they're so inept that they don't know how to make their own message Mm -hmm. they need help isn't that there is a job a likely that i mean it's got to be a six-figure job our money going Mm mm-hmm teach someone who is the second most per- powerful person in the country how to talk yes how to speak well if That's she amazing. does it on her own we're just going to hear more about venn diagrams and if but, and yellow school buses <laughs> but what did the speechwriters then do isn't she just reading off the prompter if indeed we have to hire a messaging person then why are we paying the speechwriter? I, I i many many times throughout the course of my life have just sat and pondered and just said where did all the money go where, do, where does all the money go? Have you ever actually done that, be it local government, state government, federal government, just stopped what you're doing and said, where does all this money go? Mm-hmm. Like, we pay it. It comes out of our checks. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Where does it go? It goes to messaging people, I guess. So Ghana is not her only audience. She's going to spend time in Tanz- Tanzania and also Zambia. She'll be there for seven days. Uh, real quick, I want to make sure we have time to get to this because it's one of uh, the favorite games uh, our audience plays on a daily ba- almost daily basis, it mm-hmm. seems like. Uh, it's another edition of What in the World Did Biden Just Say? Mm-hmm. And it turns out, Casey, Biden really, really, really loves ice cream. Mm-hmm. And from the sounds of it, something else. Plus Jenny's splendid ice cream. <laughs> and by the way. By the way. It is splendid. It, it, you think I'm joking. If I were allowed to take you upstairs, you got a whole freezer full of Jenny's chocolate chip ice cream. If he's allowed to take you upstairs. Doesn't that sound enticing, mm. Casey? 
Mm-hmm. So he was talking to a room full of business owners across a lot of different industries, restaurants, architectural firms, hardware stores, and apparently Jenny Splendid Ice Cream was there. A lot of people were very concerned. So here's what happened yesterday. Yes. Uh, this was right after the Nashville shootings. Mm-hmm. Fox News went to go cut in. Yep. They were expecting a comment from Biden. He was rambling on about ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then Fox News said, you know what? No, we're going to, we'll come back later. Well, isn't it interesting? Because this was after the shooting had happened mm-hmm. that apparently maybe Biden is so incapable at this point of thinking on his own that they just said, let him roll. Go with the script. Because obviously, that you had had planned. Like, like I don't think Biden knew this shooting had taken place. But you would think that if it had taken place, the optics of the president mm-hmm. clowning around about ice cream mm-hmm. while people are dead, little children are dead, is horrific. Mm-hmm. But it's probably more an indictment and a statement on Biden's mental faculties that his people just simply said, probably best is to let him roll rather than give him information and let him start babbling incoherently. Mm-hmm. Without a prompter or something in front of him. Well, so now you have all of these pictures and videos of the president talking about ice cream and the super underneath him is pointing out. Yeah. Terrible optics. Nashville. Uh, Real quick, I did want to say I'd learned today, uh, this has been a longtime listener of our show, dating back to the chicks on the right. Kevin Gardner was his name, was a huge fan of the show. Sadly, Mm -hmm. he passed away. Uh, I found out, I think it was yesterday. He's a great guy. We love all of our audience, even the people who hate listen. We want to all let you know we love you. Mm -hmm. Kevin was a big fan of the show, so he will be missed. And uh, just wanted to make sure we got that out there because he'd been listening to this radio station and this time slot for a very long time. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.